Do you have a dream for your life? Or have you completely given up dreaming? Everyone can create their dream life. And it begins with your willingness to begin dreaming again. Now, here is the host of It Starts With a Dream, coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Bronwyn Smith, your host of It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And I'm a coach and clinical hypnotherapist working with women who are separating, divorcing and divorced, helping them transform their relationship with money and build a dream uh, life, eliminate anxiety, which I spoke about last week, and find their life purpose. So they go from broken and brokenhearted to healed and thriving. And I started doing this as a family lawyer. I was a family lawyer for over 20 years and I started coaching my clients at the end of their property settlement. So if this is something that uh, you're looking for, a coach and a hypnotherapist, uh, contact me at bromwinsmith.com or bromwin at bromwinsmith.com and book in for a 15-minute free call with me. But today we are discussing are you a collector of red flags and I must confess right at the beginning that I am a collector of red flags so whenever we enter into a new relationship whether it be a friend a lover a partner um, we take that person at face value so what do you do when red flags keep popping up do you run for the hills or do you let them slide and see what happens in the future um, when do you say enough is enough and how bad does the behavior have to be before you're done and that you leave so this is a discussion I had a couple of weeks ago with some friends of mine and we were discussing just this topic and how it arose was um, one of my girlfriends, I'll call her girlfriend A, was talking about her uh, boyfriend and they'd been dating for a bit over a year and she was telling us about all the issues in the relationship and um, there was another girlfriend there was me girlfriend A and girlfriend B so she's girlfriend A is telling us about the issues in the relationship and I'm saying you know it's a red flag it's a red flag it's another red flag and I must say I'd been saying this to her from the beginning of the relationship um, because even from the very start there seemed to be red flags. He was really pushing the relationship. Um, they'd gone on what seemed like a couple of dates and then suddenly he was there, you know, all the time. Not every day but all the time. And, um, and I'd say to her, you know, he's pushing this relationship in my view, that's a red flag within itself. And she was like, oh, well, you know, I'll just see what happens and, um, you know, let's just see where this goes. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm your friend, it's your decision and whatever you decide I will support. So we're now over 12 months down the track 
and there's still issues and those issues seem to be getting worse. And he seems to be pushing this relationship quicker and quicker. He'd wanted to move in together after six months um, and she'd said no. And there just seemed to be lots of issues and, in my view, lots of flags. So I said to Girlfriend B, like, what do you think? Do you think these are red flags? And how many red flags do you have in a relationship before you move on? And she said, surprisingly, absolutely shocked me when she said it, she said, one, the first red flag I see, I move on. I don't stick around. And I was like, oh, my God, really? And she was like, well, how many red flags does it take before you move on? And I said to her, um, three, generally three. So she said, okay, well, once you see the first red flag, then do the other two red flags come along? And I said, always, like they always have come along. Once there's been one, there's always been the other two at some point, whether it be six or 12 months later. And she said, well, that's my point. She said, I am not in the business of collecting red flags. So let's pause and I'll say it again. She told me, I am not in the business of collecting red flags. And that was, that just really resonated with me. I was like, oh my God. And she said, there's no point. Once you see one red flag, the others will come. He's not the man for you. Or if it's a friend, it's not, you know, that's not the friend for you. So she said to us, um, friend B said to us, listen, I've had to kiss as many frogs as every other girl. Like, I'm no different from all of you. I've had to kiss the 20 frogs before I found the prince. But she said, I got through that those frogs really, really quickly because I moved on after one red flag. I didn't stick around because I knew that there were more to follow and I'm not in the business of collecting red flags. So... I was like, oh, my God. And, of course, now she's been with um, her boyfriend for two or three years now. She's in her early 30s and she's really happy. He's a great guy. Um, so, um, so she's found her prince really quickly. And the reason she's found him so quickly is because she didn't hang around waiting for red flags or, in her words, collecting red flags. So we went back to, you know, friend A was saying, you know, that um, he's like always at her place, her boyfriend's always at her place. And he was there, as I said, very, very quickly. He was at her place within two, maybe three weeks of dating. It just seemed very quick. And I found that very odd. So I'd go over to meet her for a walk or to collect her because a group of us were going out for dinner. And he'd be there and he'd be like, oh, I'm just going to wait for her to get home. And I was thinking, really? Like, why? Why aren't you out with your friends or 
doing something with, you know, playing a sport or doing doing something in your life. And I would say to my girlfriend, like I find that very odd. Most men have friends or sport or something that they can do in their spare time. They don't, you know, need to wait for their girlfriend to get back. And invariably she'd get back, you know, we'd go for a walk for three or four hours, we'd walk to the beach, we'd sit and have a coffee and a chat and a catch-up and then we'd walk back. So we were often gone for three or four hours and she said that he would say, how long does it take to do that walk? You've been gone like four hours. So it seemed that um, the control had started to set in. I mean, she didn't change what she was doing, which was really good, but it just seemed that the control had started to set in. So um, my my other friend or our other friend, friend B, who said to her, you know, this is, um, these are red flags and one red flag is sufficient before you um before you move on, there's no point in collecting red flags. And I'm going to say it over and over because I just thought it was such a great thing to say that there's no point in collecting red flags. Um, and as I said, I did. I was a collector of red flags. And this conversation really changed my perspective um, on, you know, how I should approach things. and you know, one red flag is sufficient because it doesn't change. The person doesn't change. And that if anything, it's just going to get worse. Um, if someone is controlling, then they're going to become more controlling over time, not less controlling. And let's face it, if it's a new partner in your life, be it a new man or a new woman, then they're the new person to the block. So um, why are we then putting all our eggs in one basket of suddenly allowing this new person on the block to override what we do with our friends who we've had for 5, 10 or 20 years? I mean, we should be getting to know them slowly and um, and bringing them slowly into our life, not meeting them one day and bang, the next day they're sort of here permanently. Now, I have heard of relationships being very quick. You know, I've known girlfriends who have gotten married, um, who have gotten engaged after three weeks, but then they've had a long engagement or um, my sister got engaged after three weeks with her husband, but she'd known him for two years before they got together. So there are other, there are relationships that do move quickly, but they are really the exception rather than the rule. And generally, when a relationship, in my view, is moving really quickly, there's a red flag. And if a man or a woman is putting all their eggs in your basket very, very quickly and don't have their own friendship group, their own support group, then that within itself is a red flag. Um, and I certainly um, 
don't want. In fact, I've never been one of those girls that has wanted a man joined to her hip. Um, I like to be free to catch up with my friends and, you know, do the things that I love to do. And I like a man that goes and does what he likes to do too. So when we do spend time together, we've got stuff to talk about and it's really interesting um, and it's fun. Uh, and I'm not the sort of person to put all my eggs in one basket and I don't like the, um, my partner doing that with me. I like to slowly be able to merge them into my life over a period of time and slowly merge into their life. And anything too quick for me is a red flag. Um, so that um, we will be back in just a minute. We are going to a break. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, on It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be back in just a minute. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host Bronwyn Smith on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is It Starts with a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and you are watching or listening. Uh, it starts with a dream on Inspired Choices Network. And you may have just seen me laugh in the break because somebody uh, put in the comments, I collected too many, I collected so many red flags, I made curtains um, and I had to laugh. And my girlfriend who we were talking about um, previously, girlfriend A, um, we were joking and I said to her, so many red flags. And she said, oh, I could, you know, um, put them right around my house. Like I could have red flag walls in every room. So 
at the end of this conversation, I said to my girlfriends, this would be a great podcast. And they were like, yeah, do a podcast on it. Girlfriend B actually said, do two podcasts on it. She thought it was such an important topic. She was like, no, don't just do one, do two. So they both know I'm telling the story and they're more than happy for me to to tell this story. So as I said, Girlfriend B is in a really happy relationship and there have been absolutely no red flags. So after the conversation, I then spoke to a couple of my friends who have had one, you know, have or had uh, wonderful relationships. And I said to them, you know, when you met your husband, how many red flags did you see? Because you're so wonderfully happy. And they said, none absolutely none and that really made me stop and think because you know when people are asked what is you know why do you think your relationship's so successful they'll often say you know it's respect or love or listening to my partner or understanding and that's all true that's all part of a wonderful relationship but here's the thing when you ask them how many red flags they saw in their partner they will probably answer none They've seen no red flags, which is why they're so happily married. And that's important to know. Um, A wonderful relationship has no red flags. So if you're trying to figure out whether you um, are in the right relationship or not, are there red flags? If there are, move on. And there are so many red flags. I mean, we could I could probably do you know a dozen podcasts on um, or shows on red flags alone. Um, rushing into a relationship is you know the one we've just been talking about where my uh, girlfriend's uh, new boyfriend wanted to rush the relationship and was there all the time, wanted to move in quickly together, even wanted to get married together. And I just, and that's, you know, huge red flags for me and generally, you know, doesn't work out well. Um, another red flag, I'll go through lots, but another red flag is love bombing, which is often a sign of a narcissist. So if you've got, a man or a woman love bombing you, then beware because you may be um, getting involved with a narcissist. And someone that's trying to control you very early on, you know, you think it's love. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, he's asking me what I'm doing um, now. And then two hours later, you get another text or call. Hi, darling, what are you doing now? And then later that afternoon, you get another text or call. Oh, my God. Like, that's just controlling. He doesn't need to know or she doesn't need to know where you are every second of every day at any time in the relationship, at the beginning or middle or end. Like no one needs to know where you are. Um, And if someone needs to do that, um, I can just guarantee it's going to get worse and worse. Um, And someone was telling me that... um, um, a friend of theirs had a very controlling partner and um, as their partner finished work, um, 
uh, he it was a husband, he would call her and say, are you leaving work now? And she'd be like, yeah, I'm leaving work. I'm just about to drive home. And he knew it was a 40-minute drive. And 40 minutes later, he'd be on her phone. Are you home yet? Um, it was like, really? Like she can manage a 40-minute drive without your help. Um, and sometimes it was, yes, I'm home. And other times it was like, no, I'm not home because I had to stop and buy dinner at the shops or, you know, buy stuff at the shops for dinner. So, um, you know, if someone start, it starts small and then it gets worse and worse. So if someone's wanting to know where you are all the time, it might at the beginning of the relationship be two or three times a day, but then six or 12 months in, it's every hour of every day. And that is just controlling you and um, so totally unhealthy. But I know you know that. Um, another is texting and calling all the time, which goes into the control. And um, I remember a man I knew uh, left his phone at home one day and when he got home, there were over a 100 texts and missed calls from his girlfriend. I was like, oh, my God, did you break up with her then and there? Um, and he, he sort of laughed and said no. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, you were only gone eight hours. Um, what did she spend that whole eight hours texting you and phoning you I don't think I could do 100 texts in a month let alone in a day um and I just said I said to him like that's just completely unacceptable and at the time I was living with a guy and I said I joked with him and I said ever send me 100 texts in a day and you'll be gone like I couldn't even read 100 texts in a day I was like oh my god and he was just as surprised he was like you know why is this guy putting up with that but you know, he did, it's his thing, and you've just got to love people where they're at. And um, he just texted his girlfriend back and said, you know, I left my phone at home and um, that's why I haven't responded all day. Um, I think I would have been tempted to leave it another day, see what happened, but anyhow. So another red flag is the person that breaks up with you and then wants you back, but they don't just do it once. They do it two, three, four times and they break up with you and then they do everything to get you back. I'll be the perfect girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, and this is the sort of thing you might do when you're 15, 16 or 17 when you're young and silly, but it's not the sort of thing you do in your you know 20s and above um it's and it is another form of control interestingly enough so they break up with you and then they want to see if they can get you back you then become you know a, you know like, can I get her back or can I get him back? Will he or she come back to me? And um, then when you go back, like nothing changes. It's all exactly the same. And six or 12 months later, they break up with you again. You know, if someone breaks up with you, like, let them go. That's it. And I've gone back. Like, we've all done it. I've gone back. Um I remember a guy broke up with me years ago now. He broke up with me and he wouldn't even tell me why. I'm like, why are we breaking up? I thought, you know, it was all okay, but okay, if you want to break up, that's fine. 
And he was just like, oh, I just think it's, you know, the best thing to do. And I was like, okay, whatever. But, you know, go, see ya. And um, he did it um, two days before I went overseas. So it was really good. I then went overseas for um, four or five weeks and had a really good time. And I got back and there were emails and texts because, of course, while I'd been overseas, I hadn't checked any texts and in fact I hadn't checked any emails so when I got back there were all those emails and texts sort of asking me if I would meet up with him and go out with him again and blah 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 and silly me I did it I actually went back but I went back and I said you know this had better be worth my time and energy of me coming back like you you know really need to step up to the plate and never do this again so I went back and um, he um, asked me over for dinner, which was fine, and I went over to his place for dinner and he wasn't there. And I texted him and I said, you know, where are you? And he said, oh, I was at a business meeting which ran late. And I was like, okay, well, I get that. And then he said to me, "Um, I'm just having my first sip of red wine. Um, well, if you had a business meeting, you're not drinking red wine. Like I'm at business meetings all the time. I know what happens in them. Anyhow, I just texted him back and I went, you know what? I'm leaving now. Don't worry about it. And I got a text back. I'll be home in five minutes because he only lived very, you know, he lived close by to, to where he was. And I said, no, don't bother. Don't come home. It's all good. I'm going. And he got home and um, a little while later he rang me and he said to me, where are you? And I said, I told you I'm going home. Like, I told you I was leaving. See ya. And he was like, what, what? And I said, like, it's it's all fine. Don't worry about it. It's all good. I've left. Don't call me again. That's it. We're done. And because he was just showing that I'd gone back. So he was like, well, she's easy to come back. You know, it's easy to get her back. So I don't have to treat her well and I don't have to treat her respectfully. I'm going to treat her, you know, basically like a piece of shit. And I was like, "Uh no, you're not. That's where you're wrong. You are not going to treat me badly. So you weren't here when I arrived for dinner and I get sometimes you're caught up in meetings and that was perfectly acceptable it was the drinking the red wine that was unacceptable he was no longer in a meeting and he was just going to keep me standing there for you know to prove whatever point he wanted to prove or just to be disrespectful but either way I wasn't having a bar of it and I turned tail got in my car and I went I went home and that was that um and he has, you know, rung me numerous times over the years and said, you know, can we have dinner? Will you get back with me? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I'm never going back. Like, we're done. Happy to see you every 12 months and have a drink with you, but nothing more than that. We're done. And um, what you did was just disrespectful and I'm not going to be treated like that. So I can tell you lots and lots of stories about my ex-boyfriends. Like I've got like a gamut. I can tell you all the red flags. So a person who is really critical, um, even if they make it a joke, you know, and, I mean, men and women do this, um, 
don't ever have a critical person in your life. There is no such thing as constructive criticism. People that go, oh, you look so fat in that dress. Oh, I'm just trying to give you some constructive criticism. No, you're not. You're either being a bitch or you just feel bad about yourself. So here's how it works with constructive criticism. Constructive criticism is, imagine a seesaw. So this is a seesaw. So the person who is criticising you, I don't know if you can see that. Can you see that? I'm asking my producer, can you see that? So the person that is criticising you thinks that the seesaw is like that. So the person criticising you is at the bottom and you they think you're at the top. So they think that you're above them. So to even this seesaw out, they they criticize you or sometimes they're just plain nasty so they say something like oh you look fat in that dress and then they think that the seesaw is even down or better still it goes like that and they're above you and you're down there so they're not doing it for any healthy reason they're doing it to make themselves feel better so anyone that decides to give you some constructive criticism go you know what um, I think, you know, you can keep that criticism to yourself and I think I'll just sort of move on. Like you don't want a girlfriend in your life that does that. You want girlfriends in your lives or male friends if you're a guy, um, but you want friends in your life that are going to love and support you. Yeah, they might tell you, you know, oh, listen, that dress looks great. You know, there are other dresses that look better, but that dress looks great. They don't need to tell you your ass looks fat in that. Um, and it's as simple as that. And then... People that are, are critical of you and they do it as a joke, which is just as bad. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, you look so tired today or you look so old today or I don't know, I can't think of any at the moment, but, you know, where they say it and they sort of laugh it off. And, um, you know, I've had people do that to me and I said to them, it's not funny. Like, I don't know why you're laughing. That wasn't funny. That was just out and out mean. I just say it now. And um, and people say to me, oh, my God, you've got so much balls saying that, you know, their comment was mean. And I'm like, really? They've got such balls actually saying the comment to me. Like, I don't have balls for sticking up for myself and, um, having boundaries, that's not balls. That's just, you know, self-love, having some self-esteem. So if someone says it to me, I just say to them, you know what, that's not funny and, like, don't say stuff like that to me again. Like, you know, say it to other people, but don't say it to me again and you just don't need it. So whether it's, and certainly if you've got a man or a woman in your life that's saying that, like, don't put up with that because it's not a joke. They actually mean it and move on. Move on whether it's a friend or a partner, just move on. Move on even if it's a family member. Like I know family members that have said horrible things and it's like, really, are you crazy? Like don't put up with that. So another red flag and if you're in your 20s, you've got this yet to come. But another red flag is there a person in their 40s or 50s who have no assets. And that's a huge red flag. I mean, what have they been doing for the last 
20 or 30 years. They have nothing, like no apartment, no car often, like nothing. I mean, why? Why don't they have anything? Why haven't they worked and gotten something behind them? Have they just assumed that they were going to marry somebody who's got all the assets? Um, and if that's the case, then, and you're the one with the assets, then, yeah, they're marrying you and they're marrying you as much as they love you. They're also marrying you for security. And you've got to ask yourself, are they, which comes first, the security or the love or the love or the security, which is coming first for them? Um, and if I didn't have... Um, all of this, you know, if I didn't have my assets and it might, you might just have an apartment. You, I'm not talking about necessarily being, you know, a multi-millionaire or millionaires or even a billionaire. I'm just talking about having, you know, a nice house or a nice apartment um, and they've got nothing. And so how do you get to 40 or 50 and have absolutely nothing? Now, you might have, you know, they might have an apartment with a um, with a um, a mortgage on it, and that's completely fine. But it's when they have absolutely nothing. So you're listening to Bronwyn Smith on It Starts with a Dream on Inspired Choices Network, and we are going to a break now. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hi, everyone. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Bronwyn Smith. You are listening to or watching It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. Um, and we're talking about red flags today. And are you a red flag collector? 
And I said earlier that I was, and um, I used to, I did have a maximum of three red flags, three red flags, and I was done until one of my girlfriends um, said to me that she would you know stop seeing a guy or a friend after one red flag and I asked her why and she said because I'm not in the business of collecting red flags I love that and it really resonated with me and so now I'm um, I'm with her one red flag is enough and she said that you know like all of us she said I kissed 20 frogs before I met my prince but I got through the frogs really really quickly because one red flag and I moved on and so she said you know I was lucky enough to meet my prince in my um, early 30s and um um and so that all really resonated with me and so we decided that I would bring you this show and talk about um, being a collector of red flags so just before the break I was saying if there's um, a person who's in their 40s or 50s who has no assets that's a huge red flag how do you get to that age and have absolutely nothing and if um, I have heard men say, oh, I don't have anything because I gave it all to my ex. Now, I've done enough family law matters to know that that is just not true, absolutely not true. There is not a man on the planet who will willingly give his ex every single asset unless there's a reason, unless there's something he's hiding, he's either you know, had an affair or he's gambled a lot of marital money away or he's lost money in a business venture or whatever. There is a reason. And trust me, there is not a man on this planet who will give his ex-wife um, uh, or ex-partner um, all the assets and just walk away with nothing. I don't care how many kids there are. And he will always want his share. So if you've got some man telling you that, I can categorically tell you that there is something he's hiding. There is a reason he did that. And he does not want you to know that reason. Um, but um, it's not um, you know, him being a loving ex-husband or a loving father, I can assure you of that. Um, as I said, all men want their share of the property settlement and most men want more than their share um, and they'll begrudgingly just take their share, but they usually want at least their share, if not more. So if someone's telling you, no, I just was such a good man, um, I gave um, my ex everything. Trust me, there's an underlying reason why he did it. And I would guess, and it is a guess, but I would guess he probably lost a lot of money during the relationship. And so what was left was actually hers. So, um, you know, just a warning for you. But I will talk more about that next week um, on the show. So, Another red flag is a man who is having an affair. So a man or a woman who's having an affair. Um, so if you're having an affair with a man or a woman, um, 
you know, if they leave their partner, and that's a big if because most of the time they don't, but if they leave their partner um, and, um, and they marry or end up with you, marry or live with you, then as my father said, all you have done is created a vacancy. That's all you've done. So occasionally if a man or a woman's had an affair and they marry the person that they've had um, the affair with, occasionally they will be faithful. But most generally, if they're having an affair with you, that when you marry them, you've just created a vacancy, a vacancy for another um, mistress or master. So that's all you've done. You've created a vacancy for them to have an affair with someone else. Um, and years ago, 20-something years ago, I dated a man who was much older than me and he was, you know, fabulously wealthy and a really lovely man, to be perfectly honest with you. But he'd had four wives and I said to him, you know, like, what's the deal? You've had four wives. And um, he said to me, um, well, you know, we've all split up because I kept having affairs. I'm like, four wives and you kept having affairs? He's like, yeah, I did. So that just proves my point. Dad was right. If you um, marry the man you're having an affair with, you've created a vacancy. So um, anyhow, when I was dating him, he was very, very single. And um, um, and I said to him, well, look, if you sleep with anyone else while we're, we're together, you know, I'll leave. Like, I'm not hanging around. And he just sort of smiled and nodded and he said, yep, every woman's always told me that. And I was like, okay, well, just watch this space then. So all good. We dated. We had a lovely time. And then um, um, a very nice man said to me, I think your boyfriend slept with someone else over the weekend. This was on a Monday morning. And I was like, really? Why? What, you know, what did you see or hear or what happened? So he told me the story. And he said, you know, I'm pretty sure that they went to bed together. They were, you know, all over each other at the restaurant and the nightclub that I saw them at. Um, and he said, I've been like, should I tell you? Should I not? And I said, no, you did the completely the right thing. Thank you for telling me. I would have hated to have been the last person to know. So I rang my boyfriend and I said to him, hi, I've just heard this story. Is this true? You know, did you sleep with someone else over the weekend? Yes, he said, yep, I did. I was like, okay. Um, all right then, well, thanks for letting me know. See you later. And he said, hang on a minute. Are we going to still see each other this weekend? I was like, no. Like, really? Are you crazy person? Um, so I was like, no, hung up. And that was that. And a couple of weeks later, he rang me and he said, you know, can we go out and have dinner and have a chat and talk about what happened? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So I'll tell you what happened on that date after the break. So um, you're um, listening to and watching Bronwyn Smith um, on It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be back in just a minute. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream 
with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and we are on Inspired Choices Network. And before the break, I was telling you about an ex-boyfriend of mine from 20-something years ago, lovely, lovely man, and he was uh, quite a bit older than me and um, fabulously wealthy, but a very nice man as well. In fact, I still, you know, like him. I haven't seen him for 20 years, but I still, you know, we had fun together and he was a nice man. But he was a womanizer. He liked, he'd had four wives before he dated me. They'd all ended up in divorce. Huge red flag. And um, anyhow, I dated him anyhow. And, of course, he played up on me. He slept with somebody else. He was honest about it when I asked him. And so we broke up. And he then asked me, a few weeks later, he asked me on a date and he asked me if we could talk about it. And I said, sure, of course. So off I went. And he said to me, listen, you know, in all my previous relationships, like the woman screamed and shouted and we've had like a big fight and then I promised never to do it again, which, of course, he like always did because all the marriages broke up because he was having affairs and um you know but we've we'd sort of moved on and like in some cases they'd even married him after that and um I was like look I'm not going to fight with you you can sleep with whoever you want like it's all fine but I just don't want to be with a man that does that I don't want to be with a man that is sleeping with me and other people I'm not like that's just not what I want out of my life and you know if that's what you if you want to sleep around stay single and sleep around and let girls know and just say look you're a bit of fun I'm not going to get serious about you but while we you know we're having a good time like it's great but like don't get into relationships and he was really shocked by my you know how I reacted I didn't scream I didn't shout I was really relaxed I was just like hey you know it's all good it's over and um um and a few weeks later again he rang me and he said I've just won a pot of money at the races let's go out choose wherever you want to go you know um and he'd won like a huge amount of money more than I could have ever spent in a night let me tell you but he was like you know we've got all this money you can spend buy whatever you want we can go wherever you want and um and I thought all you're doing is trying to buy me and so I said yeah I'll go out with you you know we'll have fun like <laughs> but you're going home at the end of the night and I thought where will we go and I thought 
And I took him to the local pub, which was about a two-minute walk from where I was living at the time. And I took him to the local pub. It was the cheapest place I could think of. And we, you know, had like a pub meal, a couple of drinks, and we played pool, had loads of laughs. We had a really good time. And, um, And he was just like he didn't understand and I said listen I'm not here for your money I'm here for you but I want a man that loves me and who is faithful that's what I want and you're not it and as much as I like you you're not the man for me and so at that point that was the last I ever saw of him and um you know so another big red flag so we've got to hustle because I am actually running out of time so if you it's not just boyfriends or girlfriends it can be friends or family members um and I've sort of touched on friends previously but also family members you can have like horrible family members and family members some in some families they seem to think that they can say whatever they like to you and it shouldn't affect your feelings I mean that's just bizarre to me um so you know families should be just as loving and supportive as your friends that's who you want to surround yourself with loving supportive people be it a partner your family your friends your in-laws it doesn't matter who it is and if you're not surrounding yourself with those people if you are a red flag collector here's why you're a red flag collector it's because you do not feel that you are good enough or you do not feel that you are lovable or you do not feel that you are worthy. And um, by the way, what's going through my head is friend B was right. It is going to take more than one podcast to get through everything I want to say. But this is the input. This is important. If you are putting up with this behaviour, it is because you do not feel good enough, you do not feel lovable, or you do not feel worthy. And here's the thing, you are good enough. Let me be the one to tell you the truth. You are good enough. You are lovable. You are worthy of wonderful relationships. And if anyone tells you anything different, they're not looking out for you they do not have your best interests at heart and you should write everywhere right throughout the house on your mirror in your bathroom on the mirror in your bedroom put it on your fridge everywhere I am good enough I am lovable I am worthy of the most wonderful relationships with everybody and really heal that part of you Now, if you can see yourself in any of these examples, if you're one of those people that criticises everybody and tells everyone, you know, you look dreadful in that dress or, oh, my God, you're bald, do something about it or you're stupid or whatever. If you're one of those people that puts other people down or you are super controlling and you need to know where other people are, you know, your partner is all the time or, you know, you're even a bully. If you're any of that, then you are that for the following reasons. Because you feel that you are not good enough. 
you feel that you are not lovable and you feel that you are not worthy. Exactly the same. It doesn't matter which end of the spectrum you are. The reason is exactly the same. You do not feel good enough. You do not feel lovable and you do not feel worthy. It could be one, two, or all three of those reasons. And I'm going to remind you, you are good enough. And write that around everywhere in your house. I am good enough. I am lovable. I am worthy of the best relationship ever, whether it be a friend, a lover, a boyfriend, girlfriend, family member, you you do deserve the best relationship ever, all facets of your life. There is no exception to that. And um, you're worthy and um, of great friendships and a wonderful family and just beautiful people around you, people that you can turn to and go, oh, my God, you know, I want to talk about this or um, I just want to have a laugh with somebody or whatever. But you need those people around you all the time and you need to have everyone like that. So don't let the people in that you know, don't have your best interests at heart that are going to, in some way, bring you down. You don't need them. Um, And you're worthy of more than that. And I can't stress that enough. You are worthy of more than that. And if you don't think you are, then book a one-on-one with me. Go to Bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com or bronwynsmith.com and book a discovery call for me. And we can set about changing this so you do feel good enough, you do feel lovable, you know you are worthy because that's not the scary thing. What the scary thing is is staying where you are at the moment and putting up with all these behaviours. That's the scary thing because life on the other side is so much better. And trust me, if I'm talking about it, I've been there. I've been a red flag collector. I have felt like I wasn't lovable and wasn't worthy. And I said about and I changed it. And my life is so much better, so much more wonderful. My friendships are better. Everything's better. And I can guarantee on the other side is actually better. They say, you know, is the grass greener on the other side? And in this case, it is absolutely greener. That I promise you. So next week, um, I we may I may continue this podcast if um, my lovely producer lets me. Um, but otherwise, we will be talking about the uh, emotional stages that people go through after separating or divorcing. And both men and women go through these stages, not just women. So have a lovely week. The show's over for another week. I've had a great time. I hope you've loved it. I cannot wait to see you next week. See you soon. Have a great time. Thank you for listening to It Starts With a Dream Show with Bronwyn Smith. Arrange your one-on-one appointment today with Bronwyn via email at bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com. It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith. 
returns on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, dream big.